Hey friends, welcome to the Cultivate Hope podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Robinson, and I want to invite you to come alongside me as we hear stories, gain wisdom, and even some helpful tools from some of my friends. These are people who have experienced challenging seasons of life that have tested their faith. We can all learn from those who've dug those deep trenches and have found their way to the other side of hopelessness. So let's start digging together and cultivate hope. Y'all, what a treat I have for you today. My sweet friend, Emmy Elliott, who I have known since she was a young, young girl and mentored through high school, who ended up attending the same university and even the same sorority, shout out Phi Mu Theta, has graciously joined me today to help us find hope in the midst of a broken world. If you looked up the words optimist or joy or wonder in the dictionary, I'm convinced you would see her face. She is the one person I know who can find joy and awe and wonder out of anything and everything. But be sure, hers is not a hope that's uprooted from reality. Quite the contrary. She now lives in Nashville, Tennessee as a singer-songwriter spanning across multiple genres, such as pop, country, and Christian radio. You might also recognize her from the band Local Sound, who just released their first record. I cannot wait for you to hear her story, so let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Emmy Elliott. Oh my gosh, what an intro. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to have Emily on today to talk about having hope in the midst of a broken world. Because right now, I feel like the world feels so fractured and fragmented into sides and just division in general. We're just so divided. And I feel like just to have a fresh perspective on how to find joy in the small things, and that's something she does really well. So Emily, please share with the people real quick, the same way we start every episode, how do you define hope? Well, first of all, I'm honored to be here and you have positively impacted my life in many ways. So um, just thanks for having me. (laughs) But back to the question. (laughs) Um, I would define hope as always knowing or understanding that there's something beyond what you see directly Mm. in front of you. And yeah, I would say that it's, it's knowing that there's something more to look forward to besides like the, um, you know, the heartache that you're facing or whatever it is. It's like there's something more. And I think that oftentimes we don't think about hope as a discipline that we need to, Mm. um, be a part of our everyday lives, like the discipline of being like stubborn in your hope. And yeah, I think that a lot of times hope can be viewed as something that's sort of like, Oh, you're in la la land. You're sort of like optimist, like head in the clouds type thing. Yeah. When really, I think it, it takes a lot of strength and resilience to be hopeful, especially in a time like this, but globally, but also just personally, like we all go through things in life. That's a part of it. And to be hopeful is like, I'm going to, like keep pushing forward even when it feels impossible. (laughs) I love that. That's good one. That's one of my favorite definitions I've heard yet. That's really good. So tell me about a season in life that was hard where you really had to dig for your hope, Mm -hmm. where you really had to make that hope a discipline like you just talked about. And um, what does discipline look like for you every day when it comes to hope? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? 
Wow. Okay. Um, so end of 2020, 2021 mm-hmm. was the hardest year of my life. Everyone, of course, like went through a lot over the last few years. Yeah. Um, so on a global scale, but also on a personal scale, I faced just really intense mental health struggles that were affecting the quality of my life. I also lost a loved one that was very close to, mm-hmm. and, Sorry. um, yeah, a lot of really hard things and everything about that is terrible. Like losing someone you love is an awful experience. Um, yeah. Going through mental health struggles and feeling like you have no part or no say in what's going on in your mind is really, it's, it's scary and sad and Mm. exhausting truly. Um, and before this I was, you know, just, I loved the, I'm like a morning person. So I loved like waking up and having that like hour a day where I would read and like drink coffee and then I'd work out and like all that stuff. And that was all great. And then when all of this stuff started to happen, I was like, I can't even sit down for five minutes. Like my, I am so uneasy about everything. And when it came to mental health struggles and then also dealing with grief was so intense and overwhelming. And I felt like my emotions were so just like all over the place and I'm an Enneagram three, a people pleaser, all the things. And so I wanted to deal with it perfectly. Like Mm -hmm. two weeks after my cousin passed away, I texted like one of my friends who had experienced loss and I was like, so how do I do this? Like, right. This is what I'm doing so far. And she was like, you are in the beginning, like give yourself grace. And I found God speaking to me the more, I guess, the more I opened up to other people in my life about what I was experiencing with loss and with mental health struggles, I, um, I, I saw God in that, like God showed me beautiful moments through friendships, through family, through stumbling across a podcast, through, um, Mm. like finding this random playlist on Spotify and listening to it. And this one song just stops me in my tracks. But I would love to say that like, Oh, I'm just, like anything that comes my way, I'm just mm. like, I'm good. I can handle it, all that stuff. But I am a human and my heart was fragile. And my heart was shattered. I was grieving the loss of a loved one. I was also grieving the loss of my life and myself because I was like, what's going on? I, I was just, yeah, yeah, really struggling with mental health stuff. But then I, through many different things, I figured out what I needed to do. And also I want to encourage anyone, if you are struggling with mental health stuff, there are so many resources out there and I promise you there are people in your life that love you and will help you um navigate what's next but that's just a side note but um I found God in those in-between day-to-day life moments and I didn't have these beautiful hour-long Bible studies in the morning for a while but Mm. I would just say God you know where I am right now I'm still going to believe that you're here. I'm going to believe that you're next to me, even when it it feels so tough. So I'm going to go on a walk today, and I'm just going to ask that you let me see you through the colors of the flower in the field. I would Mm -hmm. just, like, ask Lord, the Lord to to help me be in awe Mm -hmm. of something really simple and just be like, God, like, move my heart today at the sunset. Move my heart today at a friend checking up on me, like the little details. And um, this band that I'm a part of local sound we have this song called heartache and there's this one line that is just like one of my favorite lines because um I feel like especially for female worship leaders and mm-hmm. females 
worship songs in general, which this is amazing, but a lot of them are like loud songs and it's like kind of like belting and yelling songs. Uh And so um, (laughs) I think that there is a time in your life where like your hope feels loud. Like it feels like something you Mm -hmm. can get on the microphone and be like, like all about. And then there are times where it is like a whisper is the best you can get, but you're still saying it. Like you're still saying like, Lord, I believe that I have a reason to hope. Like I believe you're with me. And so the line in the song says, like, even if it's just a whisper in the brokenness, I'll sing. Even if it's just a whisper, you hear me or something. But anyway, the point is, it's saying <laughs> yeah. something about, even if it's just a whisper, like, I'll still sing. And so mm. I found that God wasn't like, why aren't you doing your hour-long Bible studies? God was my friend. And God met me and allowed me to have these little, like, five-minute moments where I was like, oh, God, you met me there. Or oh, I was really low and people reached out to me or through through wise counsel, through all these different things, I asked God to help me see how he's working, even when it feels like God is not working in my life right now. I was like, God, let me see that you're working. Let me find hope again. I want to be stubborn about this. Like, I want to be resilient about this. And um, I just had a whisper for like a year and a half. That was the best I could do. And slowly but surely through many different things, I found healing and am in such a better place right now. And now I can do those hour long podcasts or those hour long things. But there was a while that I couldn't and the Lord never made me feel like shameful for that. I never felt, I never felt, I guess, I did feel far in the sense because I was, I was so lost and frustrated, but I look back, I'm like, oh, God was there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that's like, yeah, I guess that's hope, knowing that God's with you. Yeah, that's huge. One of the things that you said that I love is pointing to who God is as a friend. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of us think of, we hold God to the standards that we hold our friends to, like Mm -hmm. in the world, and friends will disappoint us. Like, they just will. Like, we, we can have great friends but they're going to disappoint us at some point because they're human and we're going to disappoint our friends because we're human. And I think one of the things when it comes to hoping in Jesus and when your hope is really frail and you're like, like you said, wanting to do all the right things Mm -hmm. and like wanting to check your, your boxes off of like my time with the Lord in the morning and all of that. Cause I, I know I fall prey to that all the time, even just as a mom, like getting busy and not having time in the mornings because I have three little people biting at my ankles and asking for things, you know, it it can feel, you almost start to feel guilty sometimes because you're like, I'm not being a good friend, Mm -hmm. you know, to the Lord. You feel that way. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is the best friend that we'll ever have, like the one who is the truest friend Mm -hmm. who shows us how to be a friend is the Lord Mm -hmm. because he can't, he's the only one that can be everywhere at once. He's the only one that can always be there. Like he's not, so like you said, when you felt far we might be, you know, laying in bed one morning and like, you know, Lord, it just feels really heavy today. Mm-hmm. But he'll say, okay, well then I'm going to come 90. Mm-hmm. I'm coming 90 today. You mm-hmm. know, some days you go 50, I come, fi- you know, mm-hmm. but today I'm coming 90 mm-hmm. because that's I good. can. Yeah. And if you can't, that's okay. You're limited. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not limited. Yeah. And I think that's something that we should, we get to remember that helps us feel freer mm-hmm. to be able to hope. Yeah. In, in Christ, especially, is to know that we don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have this roaring hope, like you were talking about, yeah. of like, 
oh yeah, I know that, you know, today's going to be awesome. Or I know that this situation is going to be great and I'm going to get this Mm -hmm. and life is going to turn out this way. Like we're in a broken world. Mm -hmm. Things don't always turn out that way. And it's really hard. But the way that we can have hope is knowing, you know, this world's broken. I'm broken. I'm limited. The world's limited. Everything in it's limited. But there's only one person that's not limited. And he's on my team. And he loves me more than anything in the world. Mm -hmm. So how much more is he going to provide for me and be there for me when I can't even be there for myself? Right. You know? Oh, that's so beautiful. I love the limitless concept. I was thinking about that when I was like, you know, I'm like, where can I discover like a beauty today? Like mm-hmm. asking myself that question that may sound like a naive question, but it's like mm-hmm. asking God to open your eyes to the beauty that is in your life mm-hmm. is like, is reaching for hope. I think it's like, Oh, I, I find hope in the sunset or I find hope in a friend or family or whatever. And understanding more and more with time that it's like that source that you're pulling from when that's the source that you're pulling from for life, hope, beauty, it is a never ending source. And so it's just yeah. like, you can wake up every day and ask God to open your eyes to something beautiful in your life and never repeat the same thing and have something different every day for the rest of your life. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah, and I agree like, with you. And I think the thing that I love that you said too is just now is you're pursuing real things, mm-hmm. real people, real nature, something that's real, that's mm-hmm. right in front of you. Um, that's where you can really find hope because I think nowadays we go to like media and to see what our friends are doing and like we're we're so consumed by everything on our media pages and the proverbial like interwebs and just everything that is distracting that we tend to put our hope in situations that are going on on there or news that's going on on there and it steals our hope it Mm -hmm. it can really steal it if we're not careful if we're not grounding ourselves in reality Mm -hmm. because reality is where life is and it can really steal your life and steal your hope if that's all you're focusing on. So I think a good practice, I think, that I'm reading from you is really just pulling out of those things and taking some time to just be open to reality, to being open to what's real. Yeah, and and honestly, on that, I think that, I mean, this is like a debate everyone's talking about, but it's like Instagram is not real life, all those things. Mm-hmm. And I've learned this, I've thought about this concept so much recently and learned this over the last several years, but it's like, our life is not just good if it's luxurious and mm-hmm. we're traveling all the time and we have like the hottest, coolest life. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's nice, but that is not the point of existence. Mm-hmm. And it's great when you can go on vacation and watch the sunset over a beautiful like, you know, ocean and everyone's just like happy drinking margaritas and living yeah. their best life. But I'm like, that's also, you know, that's not, that's not every day. And yeah. I don't that's think like there's 0.001% of their life. Exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing, there, there's no need to be bitter about that part of life. That's mm-hmm. great. But if that's one week of the year, what about the rest of the weeks when you're just like sitting, having dinner with your kids and mm-hmm your kid just like asks a really sweet question or is like talking about something random or just like in, in like the little mundane moments, my friend wrote this beautiful thing about her daughter on Instagram, how her daughter Mm. gasped at the color of a flower when she saw it. And I have like kept that with me and I'm like, I want to have such an intense discipline of hope and such an intense desire to be in awe that Mm. a color of a flower like takes my breath away. You know what I mean? That's so beautiful. That sounds like something to aspire to, truly. That's mm-hmm. like, we had mentioned this earlier, how it's like the 
faith of a child, like mm-hmm. the the awe and wonder that the Lord talks about, like, come to me childlike, come mm-hmm. and approach the throne childlike, because I want to blow your mind, basically. Mm-hmm. I want you to be filled with wonder. I want to show you things that fill you with wonder. And it's that openness and that showing up and just being like, okay, God, what are you going to show me today? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm open. I'm mm-hmm. ready to, to just receive whatever you have for me. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to talk to you about too is I know you spent a lot of time in Mexico Mm -hmm. and on missions it's so interesting how those kind of experiences will shift your focus especially Mm -hmm. on the concept of hope because like you were talking about life is not always luxurious and most people that's like 0.001 percent of their life anyways which is what they put on the the real Mm -hmm. um but these kids they have next to nothing Mm -hmm. and they have everything at the Mm -hmm. same time talk about that a little bit yeah yeah, I think, I think once again, perspective. Like, I think, number one, it's so, uh, something I've just, like, learned so much recently is just, like, think outside of yourself and your life. Yeah. Our world is constantly, like, we're just like, oh, I, I want more, I want more, I want more. And um, Alicia Britt-Chole, I think I'm saying her name right, but she has this beautiful book called Anonymous, and she talks about the importance of a disciplined imagination when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, dreaming about the life you want and all those things. Like, of course, having, like, a dreamer heart is beautiful, but yeah. if you're just spending all day thinking about, like, the material things that you want or the things that you wish were better in your life, like, you're not living in the present moment. And right. I think one of the beautiful things about the people that I've grown to love in Mexico and the time that I've spent there, like one of my, one of the biggest things that I've learned is number one, people just really take care of each other on Mm -hmm. the fun, easy things and like in hard things in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's the most inspiring thing in the world. People who have so, they have so many needs that need to be met and they're still joyful and they're still playing soccer and they're still Mm -hmm. living their best life. And I'm I'm incredibly inspired by all of the beautiful people there. So yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. I absolutely love that place. My experience was amazing as well. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. You don't have to go far to to meet a need. And I think that's a really great way to practice mm-hmm. the discipline of hope. Is just like what you're saying. Like, if you have a need, um, and you feel like you're in a needy place and you're looking for hope, go meet a need. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to to go forward and to put your hope somewhere else Mm -hmm. because isn't it funny that we always say when we're referring to hope it's I hope in or I hope for or Mm -hmm. I hope to all of those are forward-facing words Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm I'm I hope here and now in this moment we're not like it's not always right this second I'm hoping it's Mm -hmm. I'm hoping in somebody else or something else or I'm hoping for something futurely or I'm hoping to do or action or something forward moving Mm -hmm. so it's always ahead so I think that's cool because the attention should never be on us anyways when we sit too much in in the midst of our own selves Mm -hmm. and like you were saying when you were in the midst of grief um, you do have to grieve and you do have to take that time to just sit sometimes and the Lord will sit with you but you can't stay there yeah and that's where I think the shift happens that Mm -hmm. pivot that we always talk about on this episode of like or on this podcast of where does that pivot happen between hopelessness and hope is mm-hmm. when it's, I feel hopeless right now, maybe, or my hope feels really fragile right now, but I have to pivot into hope. So how do I do that? I have to get out of myself. 
Mm-hmm. I have to get out of this either physically, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. verbally. You got to lean in to somewhere or someplace else yeah. to move forward or to get out of that space. Otherwise, it's very easy to spiral mm-hmm. and implode. Hope has momentum and it's not, it has nowhere to go if yeah. you don't go. Yeah. That's, I think that's exactly it. And it's like, there's so much when you make yourself available in whatever way that looks like in your life for service or just being available to others to help. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so much better than getting your dream job or dream situation. Cause yeah. that's just, that's just you getting that, you know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. you being able to help someone else. Isn't even have to be like, like I said, traveling somewhere. It could just be with a friend, like a friend that you know just is going through something and just like need someone to talk to. And you don't really have an hour of your day, but mm-hmm. you like choose to do that anyway. The yeah. the fulfillment that you feel after, not in a like prideful way, more in a like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like the point of, this is the point of life. It's like, yeah. I'm filled so I can pour to other people and then hopefully fill them up so they can pour to other people. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And it's fun to be a hope dealer too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like some of the sweetest moments with friends, with friendships and like learning hope through other people in some of my most desperate times, like times when I've been sick with UC or times when, you know, I just had a baby or whatever. And you're just kind of like feeling real fragile. Mm -hmm. I think some of the sweetest are the most simplest things that people did where like I had a friend one time just drop off flowers, Mm -hmm. didn't say anything, just dropped off flowers, didn't even ring the doorbell. They were just Mm -hmm. there and text me after they left. And it just, right my day it was like oh there's there's something beautiful here like I don't feel like I'm in a beautiful state right now nothing around me feels beautiful I've been looking at these four walls for the past however many days Mm -hmm. but I have these fresh flowers and they're from outside and they're from outside of my situation and they bring me hope um it could be as simple as not feeling like you can cook if you're sitting in grief Mm -hmm. when we lost one of our babies a couple years ago someone literally sent pizza to our house without telling us seconds or they found out and we hadn't even thought about food because you just when you're in grief you're like I I, that's the last thing on my mind right now but oh yeah we haven't eaten oh I don't want to cook right now like I don't feel good enough to cook but sending that pizza was just like oh there's hope outside of this like I can eat I'm gonna live I'm gonna move on from this grief I'll be okay I just have to eat this pizza right now that's in front of me and someone sent it and I didn't have to pour hope that hope in myself or, or do anything big sometimes you can be a hope dealer to somebody and mm-hmm. just do something so simple that pulls them out of that place so there yeah. is an encouragement for all of you if you have anybody going through anything where just a tough time you can do something so simple and it could be the thing that pulls them out of that place mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah. good yeah. yeah the other thing that I loved is I always think back to the verse when you said the moment of um sitting around a campfire Mm -hmm. singing kumbaya and you're Mm -hmm. like this is such a sweet moment it almost reminds me of like the heart of mary when it says she pondered those things in her heart like she just like held the moment in her heart with jesus like when she had him it was just like this moment of i need to just sit in this you know and who is it annie f downs Mm -hmm. her podcast i love her her big thing is about savor this like savor the moment And I love that word because we don't use it often. It's not like super common language nowadays, but I feel like that's almost, that's what Mary did. She savored the moment. And Mm -hmm. if we just did that more, oh my gosh. Yeah. Our lives would change. 
so many more things are sacred than we realize. Not yeah. just, like I said, dinner or vacation or weddings or yeah, whatever. It's like there are a lot of beautiful sacred moments that are big, loud moments. But yeah. it's just the like, sometimes it's that day-to-day thing. It's like folding laundry. And it's like, oh, I have clothes to fold. Yeah. I don't know. That's great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and treated those moments like they were sacred you know because mm-hmm. I feel like in this media generation not that I know I'm talking about media a lot I'm not against media at all yeah. I love me some media yeah. we're doing some media right now yeah it, it's got a purpose and it's really really good for connection but what if like when we went to dinner with a friend we just kept our phone in our purse mm-hmm. what if when you know we had coffee with a friend or whatever we just we just said I'm gonna block everything else out and I'm just gonna focus on you mm-hmm. what if we, you know, went on a car ride and we're like, you know what? I'm just going to sit with the Lord. I'm just going to listen. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hear anything, yeah. but I'm just going to be open. Or I'm just going to look out the window and see what's in front of me because there's grass, there's sky, there's sunlight, there's other people, there's other things. Maybe I'll notice something I haven't noticed before. Just those moments of just like, what if yeah. we just were in the moment and we just decided mm-hmm. to just not be distracted? Yeah, I feel like we would be so much such a more hopeful people yeah you know I think like the only way that happens is like the discipline of it you know what yeah. I mean and just being yes. like um get accountability you know whether it's like your best friend or yeah your husband or whatever I don't know just someone very close to you in your life mm-hmm. you're like hey let's try to keep each other accountable for this type of thing yeah because yeah once again there's nothing wrong with it I love it I yeah, love girl. all the media yeah, all girl. the things everything has its ups and downs but I love it um but I'm overall I think you know everything in moderation because our brains and our minds are beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful things and our all everyone's heart is beautiful too i always talk about this concept of everyone carries a portion of the lord's heart and like we yeah. all bring it to the table and sometimes like when i wake up I'm immediately like on instagram or like you know just like on whatever reading emails doing whatever i'm like okay i try to remind myself like okay lord what portion of your heart is my life meant to represent today Mm. and just in general and like let me focus let me like keep that thought at the forefront of my mind instead of just like what's everyone wearing what's everyone doing yes and that's hard because sometimes we use it as an escape mechanism when we are in a hard place yeah I know I do like when I'm having a really tough day or I'm like really overwhelmed or overstimulated by my children I'll be like okay I need to escape for a minute Mm -hmm. like what's everybody else up to like is there something more peaceful going on on here yeah. you know yeah. and it's such it no nothing more peaceful is going on on here yeah no, exactly. no. but it's an escape sometimes yeah. from reality which honestly I feel like just completely takes the rug out from under our day sometimes mm-hmm. and, and from out from under the moment of yeah. what we could be savoring because mm-hmm. yeah I might have chaos moments with my kids but I have little ones running around right now. Mm -hmm. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. It's not going to be forever. This is the shortest season of their life Mm -hmm. is when they're little. And I need to savor that, even when it's crazy, because Mm -hmm. one day I'm going to miss this. Yes. I think that, I think that's beautiful. The concept of savoring is such a, uh, almost having that like mental check. Just like, am I savoring this moment? And not to like guilt yourself, like you're frustrated or like whatever, but also just being like, is, okay, God, is there something is there something beautiful to savor in this moment right now? Yeah. And I feel like most of the time there will be. I, w- I agree. I yeah. think we even look back, like I even look back on college sometimes. I'm like, man, I wish I savored more of that. I mm-hmm. wish I like, because you look back and it's not like I wish I could go back because there's a lot of things I would not do over, yeah. you know, and there's 
so many things like I love moving forward in life. I mm-hmm. love growing older. I love every new season. I just think like the forward momentum, that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm yes. so thankful for it. I don't want to be back there right now, but there's some things I look back hindsight 2020 on and I'm like, man, I wish I savored that more. I wish I sat in that moment more and I wish I appreciated it more because there's parts of that I miss. Yeah. There's parts of me in that season I miss mm-hmm. that have changed. There's parts of, you know, even when it comes down to like when you're in the moment and we all do this as women, I feel like where you're like, oh, I wish, you know, I, this was different about me or this mm-hmm. was, di- I mean, even physically, like, mm-hmm. and then I look back now and I'm like, oh man, before I had babies. How funny woo! is like, how funny is, yeah. And I didn't even know. Yeah. I just, you know, you just, you don't know what you don't know and you're always looking for something different. Mm-hmm. It's just that grass is always greener mentality, yeah. which is such a facade. Yeah. It's not real, but. Emily, I love this conversation. This has been so good and so fruitful. I have three questions before we wrap everything up that I ask everybody. Okay. One, what is a scripture that comes to mind or something that you lean on maybe in grief or when Mm. you need hope that you feel like would bless the people today? Ooh, okay. First of all, okay, so I grew up in, um, we just feel like there there are, I mean, obviously the Bible is full of, so much beautiful language about trusting God and all these things that honestly I've just been thinking so much about that verse that I really have overlooked like trust in the Lord with all of your heart like every single part of your heart corner to corner lean not on what you understand like lean not on what's in front of you in everything you do acknowledge him and he will make your path straight and I feel like you know you grow up like singing variations of that oh, yeah. to like random catchy melodies and things yeah <laughs> all the things you have danced. i was about to do them while and you're doing that, yeah like exactly <laughs> and i think that i think that's so beautiful that like kids are learning that but it's i've been thinking about it so much like trust in god with all of your heart not 50 percent of your heart or 75 percent. it's like right every part of you is like lord i trust you and that's a mega discipline within itself and then mm-hmm. lean not on in on the reality in front of you right like is like everything you do give to him and he will guide you and I just I looked that for the first like 25 years of my life and now I'm like oh it's good (laughs) it is so good it's one of those it's it's simple but it's not easy yeah yeah um I love that verse I'm singing it in the back of my mind that song (laughs) and I know we we went to the same elementary school so I know we're thinking of the same song oh yeah um so my next question is if you a hope or faith hero is there somebody that you Mm -hmm. can point to in your life where you're like man, I'd love to model my, I hope after this person or the mm. way that I ask the Lord. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I mean, definitely my parents. It, mm. Well, okay. So my parents together, I have two quick answers to that. Sorry. <laughs> my You're parents fine. together You're fine. Um, no rules. are amazing and they have had a lot of various challenges in their life. Uh, like everyone has, but, um, I am just constantly, amazed in learning from their real human selves like trusting in God it's not like something bad happens and they're just like well everything is still beautiful you know what I mean it's like um they cry we mourn we talk we laugh like the importance of laughter you know in our family I think there's just a lot of beautiful things that I feel so incredibly thankful to have them to ask for their advice I mean I still ask for their advice on <laughs> all the things on um, them and then my like mentor and dear friend Christy Knuckles she is like a singer and author and oh. she is 
just like I didn't even know her. She didn't know me. And I walked up to her at Franklin Factory in Nashville and was like, someone told me about you last year and I love your songs. And then she was so nice and sat down, didn't even know me, sat down with me for three hours a few weeks later and just talked to me about my life and all this stuff. And she has just modeled um, selflessness and carries like such a beautiful like intentionality and care Mm -hmm. and hope in her life and she actually has this book that I brought with me um it's called the glorious and the mundane and it is beautiful it's like the life you long for the finding the glorious and the mundane she has a podcast and a album (laughs) this is funny but it's actually my most listened to album for the last like five years on spotify it is a lullaby album and it is so incredibly beautiful it's these it literally is like lullabies, but like mm-hmm. the lyrics are so profound and have like such an important part of my like spiritual walk. So anyway, yeah. she is amazing. <laughs> and my that. parents, th- I mean, all of those people have really just impacted my life in amazing ways. And I hope yeah. Christy stands out so much because I, I hope that I can be that to someone one day and have yeah. my eyes open enough to be like, oh, this girl what, wants someone to talk to and I'll be that for someone hopefully amazing. one day. So, yeah. And you already have been. I can speak to that because I know your character and I know who you are and I know people that you have spoken to their lives before. So you definitely are those things. And I can totally vouch for your parents. They're fantastic people. I love them. Um, Love that. I I like one thing you said about um, your parents, how they sit. It's not like they're like, oh, everything's fine. Like when bad things happen, they sit in the reality and then they say, okay, yeah. Like it's acknowledging, yeah, this sucks. But, yeah. but it's going to be okay because we have hope. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would remind everybody of is a lot of people call optimism like delusional or mm-hmm. um, it or um, irrational, you know, or even like being out of touch with reality. People say that all the time, mm-hmm. and it's really not. It's being rooted in reality but being lifted by hope. I feel like it's like rooted in it. Like you're, you live here. Like we're in the world but we're not of it. We can be here. We can be rooted in the reality and know what's going on and be informed and be aware and be awake. And at the same time, we don't in what the world hopes in because mm-hmm. this isn't the end. Yeah, We get to hope in something so much greater, so far beyond that's going on all the time around us mm-hmm. that we don't even see. And we ha- we know that what God said, if it's not good, it's not done. Like, yeah. it's going to be good in the end. Mm-hmm. So we get to hope in that, which I think is so special. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like we were saying right before this started, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like, okay, you choose whether you are going to be, like, optimistic or whether you're going to be, like, strong yes. and wise. It's mm-hmm. like, you, that is such a both and thing. Like, yeah. you can't think everything is going to be perfect and work out all the time because it is life and heartache comes so you have to understand but I'm like this is something I'm learning because I always grew up like I've got a silver lining all that stuff and then when hard things happened I was so scared like yeah oh that part of my life's over now and now I'm like oh I am in a better place now and I'm like I'm still here yeah and God was with me the whole time I can be optimistic and have my heart on my sleeve and believe for the best in people hope for the best and pray for the best in the world and just and have hope but also be strong and aware and yeah. pursue wisdom and all those things like you can be all those things together yeah. um it doesn't just have to be like la la land all the time you yes. know i think it yes. can be a strong beautiful place 
I agree. Yes, that's beautiful. That's awesome. I have one more question. Yeah. So wrap up with a bow. Mm -hmm. What is one piece of either encouragement or challenge or word of wisdom that you can give our listeners who might be in a place of brokenness right now, who are just sitting in the middle of it, and they're like, how do I get out of here? Yeah. Uh, um, It's okay to cry and have hard days. I think Mm -hmm. embracing sadness helped me understand the depth of beauty I have in my life. Like my friend gave me this analogy. It's from a book or something like that. But it's like on a scale of like um, zeros in the middle and a negative 10 and then 10. You only experience level two of heartache. You can have equal level two of um, happiness and positivity. So the farther you um, go those harder times in life, Mm -hmm. you are digging a deeper well to fill up with happiness as you continue to grow in life. And just know that nothing is wasted. Um, There's something that's coming from this time, no matter how impossible it feels and um, get through, there is another side to this. And I just really want to encourage anyone. I'm very passionate about this. Like if you are going through something, you don't have to make it public. You don't post it on Instagram, but just the closest people in your life share with them um, and find out there are so many resources and opportunities to educate yourself and the people around you on whatever you're going through. Um, Know that just because life is hard right now does not mean that this is the new marker for the rest of your life. Like hope and other life on the other side of, um, yeah, there's the other side of this. So just know you're not alone and God is, is with you even when it feels like, um, not, yeah, that whisper thing. It's like, even if it's just a whisper right now, that's all like still sing, you got it. So, so good. Well, as a reminder, you know, right off of that, if you're in that broken place right now, I know that I've been in really, really, really low broken places before, and I'm sure you, Emily, have as well, and mm-hmm. all of us have. And if I would have stayed, and if I would have believed that the trajectory of the rest of my life was going to look like that, and I stayed there, and I you know, didn't give myself the ability to move forward in that, mm-hmm. in, in my life, and open myself up to more good things, boy, I would have missed some of the best things in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind everybody that it's not over, you know, it's not something horrible happening or happening to you or in your life isn't, like she said, the marker for the rest of your life. That is such a good word because so many people have things happen. We're in a broken world. That's Mm -hmm. just the reality of it. We're rooted in the reality of brokenness, but we can be lifted by hope and Mm -hmm. we can trust that God's got goodness on the other side of that hope for us because I've seen it happen again and again and again, and that's God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And I can always look back at God's faithfulness in the word in my life, and I can lean on the lives of friends and mentors I have and look at the faithfulness of God in their life too and say, you know what? That's the character of God. Mm -hmm. It's not just something he does. It's who he is, Mm -hmm. and he can't even change that about himself. It's who he is. So if he's that, then he is that to me. Mm -hmm. He's faithful for me. So I love that. so good. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming and being a part of podcast. I'm so thankful to have you here. I'm thankful that everybody got to hear your story and glean from some of your wisdom on joy and optimism and being positive and just um, 
just being able to be open to hope in broken places. That's yeah. one of the hardest things. This is a really tough topic, but I think you handled it really beautifully. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, I'm honored to be here. So thanks. What a breath of fresh air. I don't know about you, but I will be starting my days from now on asking God to open my eyes to the beauty in my life. I want to be childlike in my faith. I want to be awake to what portion of the Lord's heart the people in front of me are carrying. This discussion was such a beautiful time of perspective shift for me, and I hope it was for you as well. You can connect with Emmy on any of the media handles in this episode's description. Don't forget to check out her band, Local Sound's new record. It's awesome. And join us next week as we take on a bit of a heavier topic with one of my besties and our newest guest, Alicia Cook. She is going to help us discover how to hope in the midst of miscarriage. This is a tender topic as one in four women have walked out this same road of loss and grief including myself. So join us again next week to hear my heartfelt conversation with Alicia. And thank you again for listening. Don't lose hope.